Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Greasy Bear Blues. I am the one P Sharp. What's going on, everybody? I'm A underscore Scott Lead on Twitter. I got my, I'm, I'm feeling real, you know, playoff grizzly of right about today. How about y'all? You know what it is. It's Trevor, Dylan Brooks Island, Chief of Staff. You already know what it is. I ain't got to say too much else. I will say this, though. I had a chance to visit Grayson Allen Island, and I must say I was vastly impressed. So shout out to my brother, man, for uh, for the hospitality there. So what's good, everybody? Yeah, I heard they're uh, fully vaccinated on Grayson Allen Island as well. Um, but it's your boy, Sheedy, throwing it down to my guy in the paint. What's happening? Yes, sir. Mr. Tabs, you can appreciate it. And just a reminder that the big man ain't gone nowhere. You just got to know how to use them. Shout out to y'all coming to D, uh to, to to Grayson Allen Island too. You know what I'm saying? They got one of the dopest DJs on it. So you're gonna have a good time regardless. Well said, well said. Well, y'all don't know. Y'all been sleeping on the rock. Wake up. Cause guess what? The Grizzlies are in the playoffs. Thanks. To two. Great. One great win. Uh, a really good win against the Spurs. Um, they closed it out, young team. Came through, you know, they Started out blitzing them, then the Spurs uh, make their run against the bench. And after that, uh, the Grizzlies held on throughout the rest of the game and closed it out. Then, Friday night, back in San Francisco, not Oakland, San Francisco. Although Ghost State had the Oakland jerseys on in the Oakland court, it was in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, great game. Went to overtime. Yeah. Y'all take it away. Oh, are we starting with the. I'm sorry. Are we starting with the Spurs game or the or the Warriors game? At this point, it really don't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should probably at least start with the Spurs game. I think that's a game that for, uh, most of us at least predicted that we would win. Um, that was a really solid win. It was good to. Yeah, she. I wasn't gonna mention you. I was just gonna kind of let that slide, brother. Um, but I appreciate you being wrong. Um, but. Again, really good win by the Grizzlies. Um, really good fan support um, as the FedEx Forum did, um, you know, alleviate capacity just a little bit just so we can get more fans in the, um, in the arena. But um, overall, good win by the Grizzlies for the most part. Um, the Spurs cannot shoot like that. Like, that's just something that you just 
like you couldn't fathom saying, you know, about a great a great Popovich led team that, you know, they can't shoot. When I say they can't shoot, they're probably worse than the Grizzlies as far as, you know, the ability to shoot to shoot the ball. But um defensively they they locked in. They only gave up ninety six points um to the to the Spurs. Um Rudy Gay of course went off. <laughs> Rudy Gay of course went off um with twenty off the bench, but for the most part the Grizzlies, you know, they stood in there. JV, yet again, Jesus Christ, um, was a man amongst boys um, in the paint. He did really well. I think I, was, I think he's yeah. He had 23 points, 23 rebounds. That's that's a monster game. Took. I'm pretty sure he could have got you some fantasy points if you would have been able to <laughs> if you would have been able to start him for that game. But no, it was it was a really good game, and that led to you know the the win or go home game against the Warriors, like as Sharky just said, and you know. I mean, it was a game that, you know, most of us didn't think that they would be able to win. Uh, you know, as we saw the performance on last week, you know, what they were able to do or not do against Steph Curry. Um, they definitely made some adjustments. They were there were times, you know, they double teamed and there were times they blitzed them. Um, but for the most part, you know, overall, the team's defense was really, really good. Um, the game came down to the wire and John Moran, you know, Xavier Tillman, the bench, which was one of the keys that we pointed out on the Twitter page that they, they stepped up and they got the dub. So I, I'm excited for the Grizz. I'm excited for the city. Um, the Utah Jazz, you guys are up next. I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure there's some, some room keys left, Trevor, um, for, <laughs> for, for anybody on the Jazz that want, that want to, that want to come to DB Island. Oh, we always got room keys available. At <laughs> Island, so it's always there. But anyway, for me, uh, I'll start with the San Antonio game as well. Uh, the Grizzlies got out to a real hot start. Uh, were able to establish a double-digit lead. Um, of course, you knew it wasn't going to last because any Greg Popovich coach team, you know at some point they're going to make a run. Um, to Skyler's point, for some reason, and which shocked me as well, the Spurs could not shoot for any for reasons I am not sure. Although I do credit Dylan Brooks for the job he did on the Marta Rosen, there were times that the Marta Rosen actually got some clean looks. And fortunately for us, it just didn't fall. And it was just a tough night for him. But, hey, he enjoyed the stay in Dylan Brooks Island, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, kudos to the Grizzlies there. Um, going into the Warriors game, I'm going to be honest, I was probably the only one, and I kind of stayed silent with it, but I was kind of the only one that was thinking the Grizz would win this game. For one reason and one reason only, which when we listed our keys, we left it out. Dylan Brooks has to stay on the floor. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Now, granted, Steph had 39, but it took him 28 shots to do it. Like each point that Steph had, he had to work for it when Dylan Brooks was in the game. Um, Game came down to the wire. Uh, I think one of the things we kind of give Taylor Jenkins flack for the missed call, or missed challenge rather, on that offensive foul by Jordan Poole, but we do have to give him credit for shortening the roster and actually choosing to bench 3J in the fourth quarter in overtime and going with Xavier Tillman. And I got to give credit where credit is due. As much flack as he probably gave a lot of people throughout the game, Grayson Allen was huge for the Grizzlies down the stretch. Four out of five from three. He had two big threes, which pretty much put the Grizzlies in position to put the game away. Again, man, shout out to the Grizzlies. This is amazing. I've enjoyed trolling every pro Warriors tweet or pro Steph tweet with just a picture of Dylan Brooks. It was hilarious. And uh, we'll see what the future holds with Utah. Hey, we got rooms available. Hey, the Currys are here. DeMar DeRozan was here. 
hey, Dylan Brooks Island is looking real lively right now. So, hey, what's good? I was trying to talk. Um, so, I'm the one who said that we wouldn't beat the Spurs. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, they played a great game. DeMar DeRozan did get clamped by DB. Um, and that was exactly what was needed. Um, and to Skylar's point, the Spurs were horrible from the three. Absolutely tremendously terrible. Um, the only person that really saved them was Rudy Gay, who I guess put on a Grizzlies jersey and felt like he had to show off again. Um, so kudos to Rudy Gay, to be honest. Um, but big up to all of them um, being the Spurs for their season. It was okay. But shout out to us for beating them. Um, so let's fast forward then to the Golden State game. One of my biggest keys from the Golden State game was the absence, the absence of Triple J. Starting at the four, giving you 10 and two. And I don't know if I had fell asleep um, or if Triple J had fell asleep because I don't think he saw the court in the fourth quarter. Um, and so he needs to. We'll talk about that at a different time. I think it's a perfect time to bring up the discussion, however, because we've been saying this all year. This team has been progressing without him. And since he's been here, it is it is hard to get chemistry. That's like very raw to have. But in the clutchest game of the year, there's no game greater than the game against the Warriors. And we named the five that were on the court, maybe six when you're going to count to overtime. And when I tell you Triple J still had on his warm-up, I don't remember him even stretching for overtime. So there needs to be a conversation about that. Um, and I mean, and also I think at this point we need to re-sign DB before his price goes up. Um, I know we just signed his contract for like three years the other year, but at, hey, right now before he's going to cost us 20 to 25 million. And I know we're going to talk about the jazz later. Um, I will not be a part, unfortunately, um, but I'm rooting for the Grizzlies in six. And I'm going to leave on that. Cool. I guess it's on me, man. Uh, well, y'all hit everything on the on the on the head as as much as y'all you know normally do. I normally don't have to say too much, um, but I do have to talk. You know, of course, about the Warriors game. You know, yeah, I should be called conflicted too, right? Like those, you know, two of my teams going at it for the last spot. Why are you looking like that, Sharky? <laughs> but no, seriously, um, names patience, bro. Like that was some of the fourth quarter, the best fourth quarter overtime. Um, late game execution, rather, that I've seen from the Grizzlies probably in a long time, one can say arguably ever. Um, they fought, they show hard, um, even with an iffy coach, you know what I'm saying? They were still able to get the job done, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yo, JV, very key, um, even though his numbers didn't show it, like the way that we were playing through him before he got fouled out was very key because he was able to kick it out to the open shooters. You know, you got John Morant hitting the threes like he's Stephen Curry. So I think that was a real good look. And then, you know, of course, he fouled out. Instead of, you know, going to JJJ and uh, Triple J, we'll have that conversation, I guess, at a later time. Uh, Coach Jenkins showed that he listened to the Star and Five podcast and went with Xavier Tillman, which is what I've been preaching. Even though I think if JV would have been healthy, I think you still have to go with, with Tillman to be that closer and we we seen why his versatility he's quicker on on defense than 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 uh than jv and uh, he he's a dog he's gonna get that rebound when he need it and i love the fact that, that he went with tillman um grayson allen 
did his thing. Of course, when it matters the most, that's when he always steps up. Uh, Grayson Allen Allen was on fire, y'all. <laughs> we we were turning up, man. But you know, right next to us, we we had Dylan Brooks Allen. You know, going even harder. So salute to everybody on Dylan Brooks Allen. Um, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying huh? I said looking like level two on DB Allen. Man, look, the old, good old level two, man. Come on, dog. Hey, <laughs> reference. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to everybody on DB Island. But, y'all, John Morant is a freaking superstar. Um, patience, you know what I'm saying? I know I spelled it wrong, but pace, shins. The way he showed pace in that fourth quarter was, like I said, the best execution I've seen in a period of a long time you didn't have you know db or none of the other players just jacking up shots going isolation you literally slowed the game down which is what we had to do to win this game uh, and he he's solely the reason why i got us going to the second round yep, yep, don't look yep, like this guy i think i was the only person who had us in the playoffs too oh well, i guess like for last nah, week, I guess. Yeah, last yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man hey it, Hey, Donovan Mitchell ain't, ain't, ain't healthy. He ain't not, he not 100. And I don't trust players that come into the playoffs injured. I, I, that's something I've never done. Especially okay. when you mean that much. Let's uh, finish up discussing the last week. Um, first up, Spurs pulled it off. Game's closer than it should have been. But, you know, young team, young coach, pulled it out. Got to learn how to win. Golden State, once again, the game really got closer than it probably should have been. But, again, young team, young coach, made up for all their, you know, transgressions. Ja, the end of the third quarter, the game got closer because of him at the end of the third quarter. But he made up for it by making all the key plays in the fourth quarter in overtime. Taylor Jenkins, should have challenged their call. When I tell you, <laughs> I've seen people out where well, it wasn't most of the Grizzlies fans because we knew. He's not gonna get fired. But some people are like man, Terry Jenkins might lose his job off that call. Like that's not gonna happen. But going to next season, if we lost that game. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, he was about hot. Oh yeah. They, they they was gonna have the lighter literally right up under his chair. Just just that's how hot the seat was gonna be. Right. But Mayo for it by playing Tim and Grayson in overtime. Did great. Like I said, we can triple J conversation. We'll get to that because we take the time. We just can't do it right now. Uh, we wait after after the season where we got to have a full dedicated episode on it. But I was screaming in the fourth quarter. Do not play triple J. It was difference between him and JV. Both of them were in foul trouble, but it was difference between both of them on the actual court. JV, although he kept getting the foul, although he kept the referee. I ain't gonna talk nothing about the referee. Referees tried to. A couple of those fouls 3J had, it was like, 3J, what are you doing? Right. I think it was on one, he went for a steal on a step, and I'm just like, yo, why reach? Just stay there and get your hands up. It's a a difficult shot for Steph to make over you. He makes it, he just makes it. And I think the second one was the four-point play also. I'm like, 3J, just why are you jumping into him? Just get your hands up. If he makes it, it's Steph Curry. If not, then that's a win for us. So, but like you said, we'll have a full on discussion because on three uh, J once the season's over. So, yep. And not to be remiss, but Kyle Anderson, all the defensive plays he made, the steals, baiting Steph into passing, think he had the open man, the blocks. 
we gotta get Cal, we gotta get Cal his flowers to the game as well. He he stepped up big time in that game. Like he was probably the unsung hero while everyone we mentioned in Grayson came with the big three. Till he came with the big three in the big uh, plays in the overtime. Ja, Ja finally being the superstar that we know that he's capable of being the top five point guard. He said he was. He finally played like that. And of course, Dylan and lockdown defense. Yeah, he still took some bad shots in inopportune times, but we learned to live with it because of the great defense, and he doesn't take it often now. So we learned to live with that. Great win. Now let's get to the Jazz game. We are actually releasing on the Sunday, previewing game one that comes out tonight. So game one tonight, what do you expect or what are your keys to winning game one before we get to the rest of the series? Um, not sure. I'm still up in the air about, you know, what I expect, because I think what I want, you know, us as Memphis Grizzlies fans to understand is, you know, granted, this is the Utah Jazz, but this is a really good Utah Jazz team, you know, to finish the season, you know, number one in the West, that's, you can't slip on that. And I think, you know, two things that, you know, the Jazz do really, really well, which is shoot the three really well. I think they're top five in the league and they play defense really, really well, too. So I think, you know, what, what I I'll say this as far as what I expect, I expect, you know, that 90s feel like that feel, you know, that we had, the, you know, that feel that, you know, they, they, they came out from that from the Grizzlies and Spurs game, low scoring game, you know, maybe first team to 100, first team to 105 could potentially win the game. Um, but I think, you know, if you want to look at an area where you like you got to circle it and, you know, whoever wins that battle could win game one, who could win this series, I believe is that big man. I believe, you know, what JV and Triple J and Xavier Tim looks like versus, you know, um, um, Gobert, like, can they get him in foul trouble? Because granted, you know, people laugh, but it, yeah, it's the Jazz and it's Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he may, you know, some people feel a certain type of way about him being defensive player of the year, but he altered shots. He altered shots, and, you know, that's one thing the Grizzlies do really, really well, which is getting into the paint, getting touches in the paint, whether that's JV, whether that's really anybody, Kyle Anderson, um, John Morant, too. So I think that's one huge key that you have to look at. And then the second thing for me is the bench. The uh, Utah Jazz have a really, really good bench led by Jordan Clarkson. And, and Jordan Clarkson played, you know, a lot of starting minutes when Donovan Mitchell went out. So who's going to win, you know, that 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 bench battle of who's going to be able to get points, who's going to be able to, you know, help their their starting five out, especially, you know, Donovan Mitchell, this is his first game action in, in weeks because he's been injured. And if and honestly, if I'm if I'm if I'm DB, if I'm the Grizzlies starting, uh, if I'm the coaching staff, I put hella pressure on him because you don't want him to get comfortable. We saw what Donovan Mitchell uh, was able to do in the bubble. He was able to put up 40, 50. Um, points last last year in the bubble, and like I said, you don't want to get you don't want him to get comfortable. We don't know what he's going to look like, um, so you have that to look forward to. And then, of course, and I mean, the, the Grizzlies just released a promo video yesterday, and and that and that video, the transition from Mike Conley to John Moran, and the Grizzlies' future. Like I think that's another battle too. So those are my three things that I'm looking for: is that big man, you know, th th like with with JV and and Gobert, who's winning that battle. The bench battle. Who's being who's being able to put up points? Who can get high? Who can you know, you know, get some minutes for their starting five? And of course, that they might call it John Moran is 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 sending is sending chills to my veins. So I'm I'm excited. Those are the big three, three the big three things that I'm looking for. Um, I think the winner of game two will determine who wins this series. I think that's statistically proven. Um, I'm not 
sure if I want to if I'm willing to go on the limb that Tuki is standing on with picking the Grizzlies. Um, but I think it'll be a much better series personally than you know it being Grizzlies and in Jazz versus um, Spurt. Uh, then it being Spurt um, the Jazz, Jazz Warriors. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> gotcha. Well, for me, uh, I kind of echo the same sentiments as uh, Lido as far as the keys to the game for the Grizzlies. Who's going to win the battle of the bigs between Gobert and JV? How we blitz Donovan Mitchell, how DV plays him. I honestly, just like you did, Steph, like your jersey needs to be imprinted on the Utah Jazz jersey. That's how close you need to be on Donovan Mitchell if I'm DB in this situation. Um Yes, the Jazz. I know everybody talks about the Jazz and negatively at things of that nature, but they are the number one team in the West. They are a well-oiled machine. They play great defense. They're tops in shooting at three. If they're making threes, good night. So it's, it's going to be a long night for whoever's playing against them. Uh, but the X factor in this series, and I know we've talked about them a lot, but not as much as we would like, is going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. If Jaron Jackson Jr. can stay on the floor – and have and show the 3J that we know that he can be, he can present a nightmare for the Jazz. I don't think there's anyone on the Jazz in his spot, whether he's playing the four or the five, that's going to be able to guard him because of his ability to get to the rim, because of his ability to shoot the three. Again, if he can stay on the floor and be effective, he can be a nightmare for the Jazz. Um I'm not going to say the winner of game two wins this series. I'm going to say the winner of game one is going to win this series. So whoever wins this first game is going to be the winner of the series. If Memphis manages to steal this one tonight, I see 2011 vibes coming. I think the Grizz is taking in six if they steal tonight. Right. Great point. It's both of y'all. Uh, <laughs> pretty funny that you brought up Jaren Jackson because I kind of was too, but I'm not going to you know, do that because Skylar will probably just try to fight me. Um, so, yeah, everything you said about Jaron is true. We, I, I expect him to have, be better, especially, you know, throughout the duration of the series. But, um, yeah, playing through JV is going to be very key because it will be a battle of the bigs. Um, but I expect to see JV playing a little bit more on the outside to kind of bring Gobert in unless the Jazz, you know, go to zone defense, of course. But I think that'll be very key because you're going to have, you know, Jock in, in attack mode. We're going to need John attack mode. I think he sensed that. Of course, I'm pretty sure he saw the, the video, like you said, Skylar, of the transition between Conley and, and Ja. And I think for a player like Morant, who you know who feels that he's a top five point guard, this is your time to show that you can take this team. You know, you got into the playoffs, of course, but y'all know what I'm saying. Take this team deep into you know into succeeding. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mike Conley was that guy for the Grizzlies. Mike Conley, you know, one point of time was the highest paid player in the league and never made the All Star game for a reason. You know what I'm saying? That's because of what he mean to Memphis. And, you know, we we, we need that from Ja, and I think we're going to get that uh, from Ja Moran. But um, you all said that, you know, the winner of, you know, game one, game two. I think the winner of the benches um, is going to, you know, whoever scores the most on each bench is, is ultimately going to win that game. You know what I'm saying? The starters are going to do that thing, but it's going to be those second and third quarters that are going to ultimately win us, you know, a game or two or, like I said, in four. Uh, so I, I got the degrees is six. Um, hopefully, like I said, I don't think Donovan Mitchell comes back 100. If he does, you know, prove me wrong. Cool. Um, it, it makes a better series, but I got the degrees in six. Nice, nice. Uh, we also have to have a talk about 
the non-tradable Brandon Clark as well. Um, it's funny we ain't mentioned his name. Why, we ain't seen him. Come on, man. Y'all, why y'all choosing BC? BC still got something to give. It was just for on, the, the night against Golden State. So I don't know if Xavier Tillman continues on the path that he's on. Then we'll 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 visit that. But for right now, I think we kind of let BC be a little bit. So. Can we not choose violence on this beautiful Sunday? We have, Can we just we have, hope that we win game one? You know, <laughs> we have a conversation when the season ends. Trust me. <laughs> but the key to the series, I agree with Trevor. Sorry, Scalin. It was Triple J. I mean, it, that's the honest truth. Uh, shout out to Nathan Chester uh, from GBB. He wrote an article about that this morning, as a matter of fact. Triple J is the key to the series. He's the player who can take Gobert out the lane and actually. Free up the lane for Ja and Dylan to get driving lanes down. Go very often and shot shots. So we need Triple J stay on the court. We need him to hit some shots. We need him to play up to somewhat of his capabilities if we want to have shots that win the series. Also, Dylan and everybody else, that three point line, you got to guard the three point line. The Jazz hit 10 threes in at least every game. He hit at least 10 threes in every game this season. No other team in bad history has done that. That's amazing considering Golden State and the teams that shot threes at the clips that we've seen threes been hit the last couple of years. But that's amazing. The, the statistic that I saw this morning. Also, with the benches, the Anthony Milton is real key, in my opinion, because of Jordan Clark. He's going to be the one tasked with guarding Jordan Clark coming out the bench. He's our best defender. We're going to need him to. He ain't going to shut down Jordan Clark. I mean, he's, gonna, he's a possible six man of the year for a reason, but. Deathy Melton, Dylan Brooks, guard three-point line, limit, Donovan Mitchell, and Jordan Clarkson, their key guys in shooting. And John Morant, it was playoff time. You are young. It's your first year. But that's a tough task, but you're going to have to outplay Conley in the crunch time moment. And you've done it with Steph. That was in one-game scenario. Now you got to do it against Conley throughout the whole series. And we know Mike Conley is very clutch in playoff, big-time moments in playoffs that we've seen him. Do with the Grizzlies over the years. So the Grizzlies got a shot. Uh, I'm going limited since we are recording next uh, Sunday and it will be, what, three games to be done. It'll be uh, games one through three. So let's predict games one through three. What do y'all expect the series score to be when we record next Sunday? Um, To your point, Sharky, about, you know, how well the, the Utah Jazz shoot the ball from three. That's my worry against with the with the Grizzlies, their inability to shoot the ball from three. And I think that's why I'm leaning Jazz in six. Um I think when by the time we record next week, I'm going to go Jazz is up two one. I think the Jazz are up two one. Just because of their reason, their ability to shoot the ball. And you cannot forget Joe Ingles either. The man looks forty five. Um and he looks like close to being retired, but he's still balling. <laughs> so he's still making threes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I say 2-1 Jazz. I'm going to go the other way around. I'm going 2-1 Grizz. I would love it. I believe – because when's the last time the Jazz have played? I think since, what, two weeks ago? So they're due to have at least one off-shooting night in game one or game two. So that'll be a prime opportunity for the Grizzlies there. And just being able to go home and being in the FedEx forum for game three, that's a huge opportunity there for the Grizzlies, which I think they can take advantage of. So 
I'm gonna go the other way around. I'm going two one Grizz. Right, and that that two week span is is key, right? You know, especially with a bunch uh, um, older players on the Jazz. Like I said, you got an older Conley, you got forty five year old Joe Ingles. Like, of course, they're gonna need time to stretch and you know get get their bodies warm. But that may happen in game one. Um, and I think that you know, <laughs> I think we'll probably lose game two, and I think coming into the FedEx one, we're gonna win game three. Um, so give me Grizz two uh, one. I do have us winning tonight. And I agree with you all. Uh, give me. I actually have the Jazz in six, but I have the Grizz being up 2-1 after the first three games. Um, and because I think they can steal one of these first two. One, they got a short turnaround to game one, so I can see that being tough for loss. But Donovan Mitchell hasn't played in two months, it feel like, um, definitely one month. So he's going to definitely be rusty. And like I said, the Jazz, it's been only a week, but it's still that's rough no matter what they, like I said, older, older team. So – we can possibly take game one, but if we don't, we have a two or two day rest. Game two is into Wednesday. Then we have another two days into a Saturday game. First and we're not losing uh, the first game of the Chris one. Nah, not the grand tails, nah. Ain't no way. Uh <laughs> so give me two one by the time we record next week. Yeah, and I think my my worry, I think the reason I'm going to one jazz is for the simple fact that you know pretty much every game that the grizzlies have played for what the past you know couple weeks month has been a playoff scenario it's been like you gotta win this game and it's been you know games coming down to the wire especially over the past week you know you just played golden state um what two weeks ago like the, the a week ago for the regular season finale then like that was a really emotional game and then you had the spurs yet another emotional game and then you just had the warriors yet again so I think that's my worry is the fact that, you know, we've seen times where this Grizzlies team look gassed. They look absolutely spent. And that's my worry. Yeah. Now, granted, that's the, the thing. It's like it's rest versus rest, I guess. Like the Jazz have been off for quite some time and they've been low key chilling. Um, but the grass of luck, the, the Grizzlies have been, you know, <laughs> they've been stressing about every game that they've been playing in. So I think if anything, you know, if you want to be positive about it, the Grizzlies, you know, they they they're they at least are working. They, you know, they are at least they have game time under their belt over the past couple of weeks. And no, and I think they've been able to show, especially with the Spurs game and the Warriors game as of recent, that they can close. They just have to do it. I think there are times where, you know, they show that they're capable of closing and then they show us glimpses where they can't freaking score a basket within five minutes of, you know, of the, of the fourth quarter. So that's the thing. It'll be interesting to see what Grizzlies team we get tonight. Yep, for sure, for sure. Well, that does it for this episode. Remember, game one tonight, y'all. Remember, check us out at starting five, the number five MEO. Check out Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. And listen to the other podcasts on the network as we come this week, 3D Podcast, Core 4, and GBB Live. Remember, follow me at the one underscore P Shark. And I'm at underscore Scott later on Twitter. I'm ready for the I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm ready. I'm ready. Roll the ball out. Let's play. This is your guy, Trev. I'm at the Art of Trevor. Of course, first letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's a preposition. And, yeah, D.B. Allen, Grayson Allen, get ready. Yeah, sure. Your man, Tev Shakir, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, it's playoff time. Game one tonight. Uh, go Grizz. <laughs> go Grizz. Yep, for sure, for sure. And also, uh, remember, follow She Did. It's really She Did. He had to step out for uh, Family Business and Podcast. But wishing, wishing well if things get taken care of with his daughter. So, 
Till next time, y'all. Go Grizz. Go Grizz. Peace. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.